You are now listening to the Nick State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Nick State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo with Chip Murphy, and we're going to jump right into it. Uh, something we did last year around this time, you know, the... Video games, the 2K, very popular games, NBA 2K19, uh, still not out yet. Not even all the ratings are out yet. Uh, some are just coming out little by little. There's some leaks here and there. Uh, but last year, we, we, we talked about a lot of the players' ratings. Uh, so what, the ones that are confirmed on the Nick roster, we'll talk about and, and see if we agree with the rating that the game gave. And, you know, it's funny because, again... All the time on social media, you see a player's rating come out, and everybody has something to say about it, and, and some people are, are furious, and some of them, I'm not, you know, I think I'm pretty fair and accurate. Uh, so some of the players that we'll talk about, obviously, Brzingis, Cantor, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Frank Nielakina uh, are, are the players that we are going to discuss. So with that being said, we'll kind of jump right into it. And right off the bat, let's start with Frank Nielakina, Chip, because this is the guy that a lot of people seem to have issues with how this video game rated him. Uh, he is rated a 74, Chip, and mm-hmm. do you? what do you think about that rating? Is that fair? I'm a little, I'm a little surprised because I think he was ranked a 74 as a rookie too, wasn't he? He was, he was, he was, uh, yeah, in the 70s, you know, low. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't a 74, he wasn't much higher or lower. So it was yeah, right around I think, there. I think he was a yeah. I'm looking right. Yeah, I think he yeah. 74 as a rookie too. Right. Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that he didn't go up a little bit. Okay. At least look. I know. I know he didn't show much on offense or anything like that. But I would think his his defense would bump him up a little bit. I mean, he has, <laughs> dude. He's got the same rating as Emmanuel Mudiay. Right. You know, <laughs> like right. it's a little. A little strange. I mean, so yeah, I understand why people are upset. I mean, Jason Tatum got an 87, so yeah, he was incredible. But clearly, uh, 2K was okay with giving uh, guys coming off uh, sophomores a uh, big rating because they gave Tatum that huge year. Um, but yeah, it's a little surprising that they wouldn't give Frank a little bump after that. Um, but Hey, uh, obviously, look, I'm not very, I, I play 2K, but I'm not very, very familiar with how they do the ratings. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but uh, yeah, he's at 74. That's the way it goes. Yeah, and, you know, Chip, this is the one of the, the guys that, uh, very controversial. A lot of people upset, feel like he should be rated higher. Chip, I'm on the side that, He's lucky to even be a 74. You know, really? yeah, I mean, he hasn't done really that much to show that he, he's worthy of an increase, in my opinion. And honestly, I think a 74 is, is generous for him. I can see lower than that. I know 
you know, sometimes they kind of are a little generous because Moutier is not no 74 either. You can drop him down some too. If I'm just being honest, it's just, I, I don't, I, and you see some people saying, oh, he should at least be an 80. No, 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 no he shouldn't. 80? Yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, there's people furious that he's not at least an 80. 80 is way too high. That's that's kind of like second tier type players. He's nowhere near that. There's no way. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's, there's no way he should be higher than a 74, in my opinion. I think a 70 is kind of where I would put him, Chip, if I'm just being honest. And I know people mm-hmm. get, oh, uh, here he goes again, you know, talking about Frank Nielakina negatively. I, I'm just, that, he hasn't, what has he shown? You know, he didn't play big minutes. I know the last few weeks of the season he, he got more playing time and played pretty well. Um, but I want to see it, you know, when it's not the end of the season, when guys are just kind of just going through the motion because everybody kind of knows where they're at at that point anyway. So it, it was not uh, shocking to me to see him, you know, in the 70s. But people that are getting upset, and I guess I can live with him being a 74, but I'm saying if you're going to complain about that, I think he's lucky that he is a 74 to begin with, not no 80. You know, or so you know, seventy-seven. No, no, that's too high. Way too high. So, I'm actually one that thinks that's an okay rating. I think it's generous, in my opinion, of the production that he gave last year. Uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll go with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Chip is a seventy-eight. Too high, just right, too low. What do you think? I'm I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, last year, uh, his rating actually went down. Yeah, last year. So he was an 80 last year and it went down. So uh, I'm actually OK with that because uh, I think he disappointed. Uh, well, you know, I'm OK with that because uh, he had a worse year last year than he did the year before. So it makes sense that his rating would go down. Um, look, the 78, 80 in that he's in that range, I guess. Um, makes sense to have him there. Uh, I would be, I don't think he's much lower than that. He's not like a 75 type of player. I think that's a little low for him. But, yeah, I think that's a good area. I think putting him in the 80s is too high, was too, was too high in the first place. And it was kind of a good indication last year that he got, I think it's kind of a good thing that he got bumped down a little bit too because these guys, uh, they all noticed their 2K ratings. So they all obsess over them. So, look, I, yeah, I, it's a good thing that he got bumped down a little bit. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, I agree with you, Chip, that this is just, just right for him. Um, they, if he had that drop-off, uh, he absolutely deserved to have a drop-off. It wasn't the greatest season for him. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of inconsistency. Uh, I, I do think... Tim, it, it, I think he's going to be better this year. I do. I've said that a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about, you know, um, the over or under, and that might have been last week. Um, I think he's going to have a better season this year, and based off of last year, because that's what it kind of is. Every year, the game kind of looks at their season of the year previously, and sometimes they take in consideration, like somebody like Przingis, who we'll get into in just a second. He got hurt. You know, so it's not the it's not the same kind of thing. You're kind of you 
you go based off of what you got to to see him for the time that he's playing. Uh, so these games operate basically by looking at the player's year, the year before, and judging should they go up, should they go down, should they be right around the same. And based off of his season, he should go down a little bit. But I think it's a, it's a solid uh, a number for him to be around at that 80 overall mark. I think he can get to 80 overall uh, by the end of this year for next year's video game. I, I think big things are going to happen for Tim Hardaway Jr. this year. I think he's going to play a bigger role. Uh, I just think he's got to attack the basket more and stop settling for so much three-pointers. And if he does that, I think his percentages will go up. Even that three-point percentage, because he jacks up like 12 a game, it seems. Uh, So 77, I think, is a pretty good rating for Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, Up next is Enos Cantor. Cantor is a 79. Chip, how do you feel about this? I think it's a little low. Yep. I think he should be in the 80s after last year. Yeah, uh, I think he earned that. Um, I think there's going to be players uh, who aren't as good as him who are going to be ranked higher. Uh, and I think it's a little disrespectful. And it's going to be, I know. well, I know why he's going to be ranked below uh, an 80. It's because his defensive uh, ratings or whatever are going to be ridiculously low. Like his, I'm sure his post defense and his pick and roll defense, however they do that, whatever formula they come up with to do that, they're going to all be in like the 40s and 30s and 50s and stuff. You know, so as high as his other stats are, his offensive stats, that stuff brought him down to below an 80 probably. Right. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I, for after the year he had last year for him not to be in the 80s, I mean, that's absurd to me. I, I don't get that. Yeah, that's I'm, that's that's very strange. I was surprised when I read that that he was only a seventy nine. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Chip. I think he's got lowballed here. Um, you know the the presence that he brings uh, with his offensive rebounding, creating second chance opportunities, and it really is a, a great score. I mean he. Easily, he doesn't need to play. Think back in his OKC days when he played like 18, 20 minutes and he was, you know, 14, 15 points. That's not, he doesn't need a ton of minutes to, to score. He comes into the game and that's what he can do. I understand that his defense is awful. We talk about that all the time. But <laughs> is, is that really enough to keep him out from the 80s? I think it's a little harsh. I mean, think, I'm not saying that he's, he should be rated like where Kamala Anthony was rated, but and I'm not even saying he's as gifted as a scorer as Kamala Anthony, but Kamala Anthony was just a scorer, didn't play defense. And he was, you know, and, and this year it'd probably be a lot lower, but in the past we've seen 85s, 86, 88s from him, uh, you know, basically because of his offense ability. So I think because of Cantor's defense ability, it might have hurt him here, but a 78 or whatever it was is just – it's a little too low. I, I, I don't think he got enough love here, 79. So, you know, I, I think he should be at least an 80, 81, 82 even. Um, so that was one player that I definitely can see that fans should be a little upset about. I think Cantor is better than a 79 for a video game, and it's always funny uh, with these players that see it and they get irritated. I haven't seen Cantor uh, say anything about it, but I'm sure if somebody brought it up, he wouldn't be very thrilled to see that he's only a 79 he's better than that he's better. you're gonna tell me he's five you give him five more points 
you know, on the overall rating than Neil Aquina? Come on. Come on. That's that's yeah. not right. That's not right. He should definitely be in the 80s. And finally, is Christoph Zingas. He is rated an 88. Chip, how do you feel about this? I'm good with that one, too. I think he plays a – if he plays a full season, he's in the 90s this year. Okay. But uh, he didn't. He got hurt. So I, I think his shortened – season probably cost him that 90 rating uh, but right now i'm good with it i think if he plays this year he shows even more dominance whatever then uh he ends up with a 90 in next year's game it, it's weird with with injuries the way i i don't see how they really can i don't know how they did the joel Embiid thing with uh the ratings but i think he's shown enough to justify a rating as high as this after what he did last year probably not to show enough to get to the 90 rating i mean that's reserved for like really elite guys i think but um yeah i think if he comes back and continues to play the way he did last year i think he'll be in the 90s next year yeah this one kind of gone back and forth is it too high even uh because you know brzingis was on fire to start the beginning of the year. And then we saw the bad Brzingis where he kind of forced things and uh, was trying to be theatrical at times, trying to draw fouls yeah. anytime something, you know, and that, that was disappointing to see because it's not what he was doing in the early going. And I wonder if he kind of wore down a little bit having to literally do everything. And, and that's why he needs somebody else to be a consistent threat out there to kind of open it up for him. Otherwise you can kind of smother him like teams started to do. Um, but you know what? I, I, I think the guy has the ability to be, like you said, a 90 if he didn't get, didn't get hurt. So, you know, with him being hurt, I, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm not mad or saying at 88 is outrageous, but I thought it was going to be a little bit lower, just a little bit, not, not like under 85 or anything, but, uh, I thought it was a nice number for him. And, you know, I, again, I don't think next year, cause we don't know how much he's going to play this season. Uh, you know what his rating would be, but I think eventually this is a guy that would be in the 90s. And you know he's a, he's obviously the best player on our team. And you know I think he'll only get better and better as long as we can find guys around him to kind of open it up. And I know that's obvious, and everybody goes, "Well, gee, uh, you know, any anybody <laughs> has somebody else that can help them out, and of course they're going to be better." You know, and I, that is obvious, but it, it we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen him have much help you know I know Carmelo Anthony uh, was there but that's when he was still developing his game I'm talking more about being the man he's now the man in New York so he needs somebody else a sidekick to go along with him Uh, you know somebody to it it just consistently drop 15 16 points open it up for him he never had that kind of sidekick so it's I think he can only keep going up. I don't know about next year, obviously, because we don't know how long he's going to be, and that's a little disappointing. But 88 is a solid number, and I can't complain too much about it. Um, but we'll leave it there. And as more players come out, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into a discussion. Uh, there, there's been some like leaks about some of these other guys, where they're going to be. We don't want to get into that because we don't know for sure if those are even accurate. Anything like There's that. unofficial, yeah, unofficial stuff. I saw a screenshot from like a video yeah. of someone maybe playing the game today. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, I, I don't, I don't feel like that is something that we should get into 
Uh, yeah. Because we don't know if it's right. And then kind of be like, ah, well, mm-hmm. we kind of looked like idiots there. So mm-hmm. we'll leave those alone for now. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about something you guys have all heard about. This this Nick fan who's no longer a Nick fan because he sold his fan, you know, his, whatever you want to call it. He sold being his Nick fan, that title being a Nick fan, um, and is now a Laker fan because somebody bought it off of eBay. So we will talk about that when we come back. His fanhood is sold. That's just ridiculous. We'll get into that in just a second. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Matt Castillo here, writer at EliteSports.com and co-host of the Next State of Mind podcast. Just wanted to take this time to thank the fans and remind listeners to follow our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter at NYKSOM Podcast or on our Facebook page at the Nick State of Mind Podcast. Come be a part of the discussion. We want to hear from you and talk about the Knicks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Nick State of Mind Podcast. So, we kind of foreshadowed here what we're going to discuss in our second segment. Uh, you may have heard of it. Uh, It it was all over on the the national sport news and the headlines that a New York Knicks fan uh, was tired of being a Knicks fan and decided to go on eBay and sell his fanhood. And and just the world we live in, some idiot bought it. This man (laughs) sold his fanhood and is now a Laker fan, by the way. Um, so that leads me to believe that he's always been a LeBron James fan, and that is why he chose the Lakers, um, which, you know, there's no secret that I'm a LeBron fan, but that does not mean I'm becoming a Laker fan. Uh, as much as this team makes me want to sell my fanhood, I would never, ever do that. I might threaten to do it, especially next year if we don't land any free agency. I'm, I might just throw out my fanhood out there just to see if I can make some money because at the end of the day, I don't blame this guy. He made over $3,400 to sell his fanhood. Chip, when you hear this, what are your thoughts? This is crazy. My first thought was his tipping point as a fan, was when the Knicks decided to pass on Michael Porter Jr. in the 2018 NBA draft. When I read that, I thought this guy's a freaking tool. Has he watched Kevin Knox play in the summer league or Mitchell Robinson? Of all the things to be upset about, you're upset about Michael Porter Jr. (laughs) Like, of all the things. But, like, look, to your point uh, of him getting a bunch of money, um, look good for him. I, I mean, it's just a typical like Lakers fan thing to be able to say to, Hey, we bought a fan from someone. Right. <laughs> like, that's how rich that guy is. I guess he can afford to blow three grand on something this trivial. That's just crazy. But yeah, good, like you said, good for this random guy, Nick fan for cashing in on something like this. I mean, I I think I read he's, He's 23 years old, right? Isn't he like a he's young, really yeah. young guy? Yeah, he's yeah, young. Like, uh, that's that to be that upset about the Knicks at like that such a young age. Like, I mean, I know he's not that much younger than me, but I mean, he doesn't have that much to be upset about. The fact that he's 23, like, I mean, I don't know. Any, he has like a. Uh, I, look, the whole thing makes me kind of 
upset. Like, sell the fact, maybe, you know, if he had sold his fandom to another team other than the Lakers, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe it wouldn't make me so upset. Maybe it wouldn't, like, if he was now an Orlando Magic fan, maybe I'd be like, all right, get this guy out of here. Who cares? Like, but, man, I, it's... Man, it's upsetting. Yeah, like, he joined a bandwagon, you know, fan base. Every everybody claims yeah. to be like a Laker fan when they're winning. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, the, you know. And first off, this is what I'm upset about, Chip. Last year, when when ownership was just pissing everybody off, yeah. I said I'm going to start a GoFundMe page to buy the Knicks. Oh, nobody, yeah, you did say that. Nobody's donated <laughs> me money. Nobody said, hey, man, give me the info on that. I'm donating it because I would make the Knicks great again. I'm just saying. And <laughs> and somebody's going to buy the the fanhood of a fan. Whoever bought this has never listened to this podcast, apparently, and he needs to. He needs to. If you're going to blow $3,400, you can donate to my GoFundMe page to make the Knicks great again. I just... It's insulting to me. I, I haven't I, I haven't let this go in the last couple of days, so it's a little bit of a, a venting opportunity for me that you guys all know I love to do. But I mean, you can't give me thirty four hundred dollars to just fix the Knicks, to start my process of uh, of buying the Knicks and, and making them a a contender in the blink of an eye. Because I could do that. I could do it. I, I believe in my abilities, even though I have no experience of running a team but that's not important that's not important <laughs> you know it, this is just mind-boggling that this person has not donated me money you want to blow money donate it to me that's all i gotta say it's just crazy and, and you know i get it I, it's funny people kind of get a kick out of this but you're right you're gonna sell the your fanhood because we didn't draft michael porter jr i'm not gonna lie i was very intrigued in michael porter jr but at the end of the day I can live with the fact that they didn't. Yeah, I wanted him on draft night. Yeah, I do think his ceiling is so high when he has Kevin Durant abilities if it works out and healthy, but the, there's an if there because that back. But he's not even going to be out there this year, I don't think. So it's one of those things where over time I got over it and I, I don't have a problem with Kevin Knox. I didn't even have that big of a problem when he was drafted. And, of course, it doesn't hurt to see the way that he played in the summer league. It gives you a little bit of excitement. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't want to be a fan no more, whatever, join the bandwagon of the Lakers. I guarantee you his football team is the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's another thing that's very popular, just to be a Cowboy fan. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, people who know nothing about football, that's just what they seem to go to. Um, that's the case I find typically with basketball as well, that they claim to be Laker fans. So this probably was a guy that never even paid attention to the Knicks anyway. So, um, you don't want to be a fan no more, whatever, nobody cares. And that's the last that we're going to talk about it. Unless you got anything else to add, Chip. I got nothing. I just said the guy got exactly what he wanted. He was on ESPN everywhere with people talking about how he uh, was selling his fandom. So that's exactly what he wanted. That's why he did it. So he was not, like you said, he was never a real Nick fan in the first place anyway, if he was doing this. So that's just ridiculous that you can't donate to my, my, my GoFundMe page. I just don't get it. I mean, it's it, it just whoever gave this money. It obviously isn't a fan either, because they don't want me to fix the Knicks, and, and they probably get a kick out of the drama 
that uh, unfolds of being the Knicks. You know, they don't want it fixed. That's that's the conclusion that I came down to. And now I'm off my ranting. It's it's done. It's over with. And we will wrap up this segment. And when we come back, we are going to do our number four. So we're winding down on this Nick all-time list. We will pick who number four is on our list in just a minute. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at, at Chipper Murphy. Hey, everybody. Final segment here of the Knicks State of Mind podcast as we will now jump back into our Nick all-time list as the last couple picks for us, me and Chip have kind of flip-flopped at number six for him. If I'm not mistaken, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that you went with Dave DeBusher at six. And I did at go five, with Dave DeBusher at yes, six. Yes, and then at five you went with Bernard King. You just flipped yes. those numbers and that's what you got with me. So at mm-hmm. number four, and I think you know this is a, a pretty – I think the next two weeks, as me and Chip kind of have talked about it already, we haven't revealed it yet uh, to each other, but I'm pretty sure number three and four were both going to be pretty identical uh, of what we go here, and maybe even one or two. But these, I feel pretty good and safe to say that we might have the same guy. But Chip, at number four, who you got? At number four, I got Earl the Poor Monroe. All right, let me let me kill That's the suspense. Same pick. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Yeah, I think the top four Knicks of all time. I think it's pretty pretty easy to pick the top four. But right. yeah, about about Earl the Pearl. Um, look, played nine seasons in New York. Hall of Famer was a part of the seventy two seventy three championship team. Was a great teammate with Clyde, uh, eighth all time on the scoring list. Um, he, uh, I think, he was tenth in a. Where is he at? Yeah, tenth in minutes played, fifth in field goals. Uh, he's look. He's a great Nick. He's just he did a, a lot of things well. He look sixteen point two points per game, forty eight percent from the field. 82% from the free throw line, 3.5 assists. The guy was just a really good player. Right. And look, uh, he's listed on basketball reference at 6'3", 185. So, um, and uh, it's funny because as Nick fans, we we uh, we never think of uh, Pearl as like uh, anything, as young Nick fans, like me and you, we never think of Pearl as anything but a Nick, but um, I was looking at his basketball reference page uh, earlier and it has him on like the Baltimore bullets. And I was like, Oh yeah, Pearl played on the team before he played on the right. Knicks. I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Right. He was on the Baltimore bullets and he was actually an all-star twice on the Baltimore bullets and had some great years on that team. So, but yeah, he, look, he was a, great player and i guess look clyde was the guy obviously but uh monroe like clyde even says monroe was they don't win that 72 73 championship without exactly. monroe right. so 
Um, yeah, I think he's right. Like you said, he's your pick too. So he's he's the guy. Yeah, I mean, you look again, 72 to 80 is his tenure with the Knicks. Averaged 16.2 points a game, uh, 3.5 assists, uh, 2.6 rebounds. You know, the guy was just a, really a, that consistent score, that, that other option that you knew what you were going to get each and every night. And, you know, it, it's funny that you say that you forgot that he um, he played for the Knicks or, or played for another team before the Knicks. That is actually one of the reasons why I have him, uh, you know, at four. And it's because, you know, he, he, gets, he gets traded over. He comes to this team and, you know, he was a big-time scorer uh, on, you know, the team that he was on previously and uh, with the, the, the Bullets and, you know, really had to change his kind of approach that, you know, the Knicks already had a few good players and he was able to adapt. And like you said, this is um, one thing I was thinking about today is, you know, he came over and accepted a role and still had a big role, but, you know, had to had to sacrifice a little bit. And that's certainly what he bought into and did. And that's one thing that you hear Clyde Frazier talk about all the time is that these guys were totally, you know, just team basketball players. They all bought into each other. They all bought into a team concept and played together. The ball moved around. They played free out there. Nothing like we have seen the last several years with, uh, you know, the ball sticking uh, and no ball movement at all. Um, You hear Clyde talk about that all the time. And, uh, you know, it it wasn't a a tough pick for me here. You know, some could flip-flop three, and I won't go into who, who number three is yet, obviously, but, you know, some could probably flip-flop three and four. And again, Chip, I'm just assuming me and you have the same, which I'm pretty sure we do. Um, but, you know, you can make a really strong case that he could beat number three because of all these things. Uh, but just a fantastic player, and you're right. You know, Clyde says all the time as well that, you know, there's no way we win that championship without him uh, being added to the team. That was a great addition, and he had a great career with the Knicks and really bought into everything and, um, you know, just an out- outstanding player. And, gosh, I wish we still had players like that. Yep, it would be a, it would be a lot of fun to see players like that. But uh, with that being said, we are going to wrap up the show for tonight. Uh, and when Next week, obviously, we're going to get to our number three person on our list uh and we'll kind of go through a recap of where we're at so far you know with uh picks 10 through 4 and you know again just give us your feedback tell us what you think i think this one and the next several weeks are going to create a lot of interesting debates on uh kind of where you know fans can flip-flop and just be active with us on the nyk som podcast let us know what you think we we get feedback constantly we appreciate that uh we we really enjoy listeners who interact with us and give us a chance to talk about it and um you know it it, it is great and this is a fun little topic to do so uh we encourage it and we hope it continues and again we're thankful for everybody that has kind of chimed in and and joined in in our discussions uh but we are going to wrap it up and we'll be back next week for another episode of the next state of mind podcast